Hey, and welcome to Eliza starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 19-year-old sophomore now at Harvard, and I've been on hiatus for quite some time, but I'm back. I've been busy being an intern, having a summer, figuring out, I don't know, how to be in the city, how to be a kind of a simulation of a working adult for a while. My friends and I all basically had internships. Um, I was an intern at the Brooklyn Children's Museum, an awesome museum that I would recommend. Just a little plug for them. Um, it's been weird to be someone who like works all day long, comes home, and then is like, oh, I'm supposed to do, like, I now is when I would be seeing friends. Um, and not that I have any real idea of what it's like to be an adult, but my friends and I were talking about how even that like summer internship feeling is like, oh my God, wait. So if I want to see multiple people, we all have to be free at the same time. After work, we all have to like get up early the next day and maybe even do stuff outside of work, like from home. Like what is it's like, and I, I was like, I cannot imagine having to take care of another person after that day. So you could say that's my number one lesson, I guess. Not that I haven't had a job before, but it was really like I was in an Ah, well, I guess I've been in an office before, but that time I was kind of taking more little field trips to like go on missions for work. And this was just straight being in an office and coming up with my own tasks. And I don't know, I I guess part of almost being 20 is (laughs) learning that it makes sense that people are tired all the time. It makes sense that people don't see their friends as often as they'd like it's just weird. So the, I don't know, a quick little sidebar about what it, what on earth this kind of new, not weird for the rest of the world, but weird for a person who's just stepping into that world. It's been a journey. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of been a summer of learning things for me. One of the things I learned when I worked for like basically a, like, like no time at all at a jewelry company that will remain unnamed. Um, I, really learned about how social media is used to reach out to potential customers and the way things are kind of changing about how we interact with each other as like as a company to a person um a lot of it would be like okay reach out to 10 people and the way you would find these people is you would go maybe to like okay who's in the glossier showroom which glossier is like a makeup company and they're based online but they have a showroom in New York City and it's really like beautiful people and all these like beautiful girls with beautiful skin and the salespeople are in like pink rompers and they have a little prescription pad I don't know it's a, it's super like specifically trendy and really just like everyone so if you're if you're visiting New York and you're like a cool kid or you're a person who's from New York you know you're probably going to visit just to see what it's like in there because it's an experience so what they would the, the idea was like we want people who would be going in there. So why don't you look at the location for that place and see who's gone, see who's put themselves there, like on Instagram, who's tagged themselves as being there and see if they have enough followers that we it would be worth our time to reach out to them and then hit them with like a discount. But you would DM them and say like, hey, babe, it, that was a big thing. Like, hey, babe, heart emoji. Like, you're too cute. Like, we love seeing you out and about in the city. We love your style. You fit in great with us. 
How about a 20% discount? How about a 30% discount? Like, however much you, the, the manager of the store, whoever kind of felt like giving that day. And then you would switch up the emojis so that you wouldn't get blocked by Instagram. Because if you do too many things like that in a row, it can think that you're spam, which, I mean, depending on your definition of spam, they might be right. Um, and then you'd be, you'd hit them with that and be like, come on in or like sit, send us an email and we'll give you this discount. And then you would like a few of their photos and comment on a few of their photos being like, oh my God, too cute. And that was it. And you had to do like 10 of those people an hour and you would pick different locations, different like hip, like restaurants and places in New York and clothing brands that were tagged just to try to find people that fit this aesthetic. And then you would hit them with all these like endearing words that end up sounding kind of funny like hey cutie hey like hey babe hey honey hey love all that kind of thing that more and more I feel like is getting really um kind of ubiquitous within this kind of group and I was talking to my aunt interestingly about it and she told me that when she was working retail like a while ago they had told her like oh I want you to start calling people things like love when they walk in the door and there was like a company-wide change where they had started saying that. And it just felt weird, like coming out of her mouth, I think, because that's not the kind of person she is. I don't know. It's just been an interesting trend to notice, like this kind of these terms of endearment and endearment and like emojis often and the way that we use Instagram as a platform, not only to sell you stuff, which it definitely does, but also as a way to kind of lure people in and, and be like, this is my kind of estimation of you as a type of potential customer based on where you eat, how you look, how many followers you have. Do you go to enough like museums for us to think that maybe you would appreciate what we have to offer? And I don't know if there's like a moral stance to take on it, but I do think it's, it was an interesting glimpse into like kind of this adaptability of corporations. I don't know if you can call it a corporation actually, because it was a pretty small company, but just like the way that we'll adapt to whatever our tools are. Speaking of Instagram, I've done kind of a 180 since since around the time I was 16 or 17. I back then I was very like, yes, let's all do whatever we want. Let's all like say kind of you don't know what you're talking about to older people, like adults, like full adults who think that we spend too much time on like social media taking photos of everything, like, let us do what we want to do. It's important and it's not hurting anyone, which may have a point except for the not hurting anyone. I lately have been thinking a lot because I have a little sister who's 13 who created an Instagram recently. And I've just been thinking so much about how badly I want her and her peers, especially her girl peers, to be able to be silly and like, post things that they're going to laugh at when they're older and look back and like regret in a fun way where you're like, can you believe I looked like that? But what I'm seeing instead is this feeling of them having to emulate the older people that they see on there. Older people who do so much to not look the way they even look in real life. So what are we, what is that doing to a 13 year old who's already in such a weird headspace, who's then trying to like look just like, you know, an Instagram, like a baddie, like a girl who like looks so, so good and like power to her for looking good. And it's not her fault. It's not any individual girl's fault. And it's not a girl's fault 
at all. Like the blame is not the blame is not on the 22 year old who buys stuff from Fashion Nova and tries it on and feels great about herself. Like that's not that's not the problem. And I don't know whose fault it is, if not like corporations um, who use this like feeling of competition and jealousy and sadness to sponsor people to like do drastic things and edit photos in ways that like we're not like I'm never gonna look like this when I put on makeup I can own as much as I want and I'm never gonna look the way some of these girls look it's not gonna be a transfer like a transformative experience for me to put on foundation and I like I can do whatever I want and I'm never gonna look that way and I can accept that and I can accept that some of it's fake I can accept that like a lot of it is just a way to get you to buy money, like to buy money, to spend money on makeup. And they use these Instagram influencers to put photos around like Ulta and Sephora. And like, you love her. Well, you'll love her even more when you buy the makeup that she's selling fine. But to see a little girl have to like follow other little girls and all of them collectively are trying to look like people who don't look the way they actually look. Like, that's such a turbulent time anyway. It, like, really almost made me cry thinking about, like, first of all, I myself am jealous because this girl who's, like, 13 is trying to look, looks beautiful because she's trying to look like a 20-year-old and she's doing it because she's, she's having to adapt at such a young age to figure out how she can manipulate the way she looks to fit in to people that she sees online who have millions of followers and get paid to, to like advertise ways to not eat. Like I wish so badly that I could protect all of them from all of it and like stop them from feeling like this is something that they have to do and like that they have to self-deprecate in order to get comments back or that they, that it even matters at all. Like I I feel like I'm talking in circles and I feel like it's just really, really upsetting to see children not be allowed to be children because they're joining a platform that is so monetized, so focused on telling you like, this is how other people are doing it. This is how this other 14 year old is doing it and she's doing it better than you. And so you need to step your game up and look like a 20-year-old the way she looks like a 20-year-old. Like, the there are memes out there that out there that are like me at age 13 versus my sister at age 13. And the your sister, quote unquote, like looks like she's 22. And that's just because we're making them feel like that because we don't care and we want them to buy our things to make her like to make her look the way our models look I don't know I just it just drove me crazy and I almost can't even think it through in like a cohesive way because it's so full of feelings for me and I so desperately want to protect them all and tell them like you should be dressing in whatever makes you feel happy right now not whatever these people are trying to sell you because they're trying to tell you that you shouldn't feel good in the way in like your current body like you are doing a great job being the age that you are is so hard. Everything you're doing is like amazing and you should just be doing whatever makes you happy, not like whatever some company and some algorithm is telling you should make you feel happy 
when really what it's doing is it's making you feel bad and then it's telling you here's how to make you here's how we can make you happy like you look like trash so now you feel bad but we also have the solution and it's over on 86 and Lex when our Ulta store is giant and you can come buy all these products and we'll make you feel better and then we'll give you compliments and I just it just sucks like I I don't have enough distance from it to not sound like a rambling mess but it's just something to be wary of and something that um has positives obviously but I don't know it's to see them so close to see the ramifications so close is really pretty brutal and I just want to emphasize like my issue I am not blaming I'm not putting the burden on the shoulders of the children who are trying to emulate these older people like the burden is not on them at all it is not their fault that they feel like they have to do this it is not their fault that they're like posing the way they see 23 year olds pose it's like they're they're doing what is it looks like they should be doing and the fact that that happens to suck um and like be an issue doesn't mean that they're in the wrong one last thing is that I also think it kind of posits this concept of like older teenagers um the, the, because like the older young teenagers have to feel the older older teenagers have to feel like as a 19 year old I can I feel like I can say that most 19 year olds 20 year olds whatever like we for the most part do not have it together as much as we feel like we should look at least like we have it together and so to have like 13 year olds and 14 year olds look like they know what they're doing means that I feel like in turn you're like well I guess I better I better get mine together because like I I don't know I feel like I look like a mess if these 14 year olds can do it if these freshmen in high school can do it like what am I doing with myself when like what are the expectations like it's it's really fine and then you look at your peers and you're like, well, they've got it. So what am I doing wrong? I don't know. We're all just, we've got duck, isn't it? It's like duck syndrome, which we talked about in high school health class. as just like paddling frantically underneath the water, trying to look cool on top. Cool meaning like calm and collected. And sometimes it's just, it's just a big bummer. And that is why I tend to not post on Instagram because I'm like, look, nothing I ever do is going to be as good as what anyone else does it feels like like I I can't I'm I can't deal with the like when should I post and what should I post and what colors look best it's just it's just a lot which me and I've even taken to putting my phone on like do not disturb most of the time just because it feels like so much to deal with everything has so much baggage that I'm like I simply can't I just can't right now like I I need to just take a break from everything and then once I go back to school we'll see but even then I think social media was kind of damaging freshman year because a lot of freshman year is like the point of it is to question what you're doing what your values are and I feel like a lot of the reason I questioned what I was doing was because I saw things that other people posted and I was like well are they having a better time doing what they're doing should I be doing what they're doing like even at other schools, I was sometimes like, wait, should, should I have been going to like, I don't know, should I have been doing more things that these people are doing because it seems like they're having a great time? Often not even thinking about like, well, didn't you also have a great time doing what you were doing? Like it just, 
I totally didn't even think about my own experiences because I was worried that inherently they weren't enough because what I was seeing other people doing looked to be great. And it's reassuring sometimes to be like, should I have gone to this and point to a picture of it and have someone else be like, no, I was there. It was bad. No, I was there. The people in the photo like threw up 10 minutes later. I was there. Like they don't know each other, which seems so shallow, but I think it's a good reminder that um, what you see is not always what you get. And if that sounds elderly, I accept it, but it's just, I don't know. I don't think I'm alone in being sick of it all. That being said, I'm going to stay on it. (laughs) I'm going to stay on Facebook. I'm going to stay on Instagram. I'm going to use my Finsta and I'm going to use Times I Liked Me, which please, especially if you're like a young woman, which sounds so creepy every time I say it, send me pictures of yourself when you feel great on Times I Liked Me. You don't have to look like an Instagram baddie. Like you don't have to be in Fashion Nova. You don't have to be sponsored by Fit Tea. Just like hit me with a photo of you and your dog. I do not care. I love them. I do care. I don't I don't care if you don't look like that. I do care if you feel awesome because I just love it. Just please. So thank you so much for listening. I'll be back sooner than I was before, I promise. 